Welcome to Conversations with Claire. I'm your host, Claire Bays. I am a content creator, CrossFit L2 trainer, nutrition advisor, and sober alcoholic. I created this podcast to share inspiring stories of people and information I'm learning in hopes that sharing our experiences will inspire us all to grow, learn, and change. Oh, and I hope to make you laugh. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations with Claire. Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Claire. Today, my guest is one that I am super excited to get to know with you guys, and it is Ariel Lowen, who is, as how I found out about her, she is a two-time CrossFit Games athlete. So she qualified and went and competed at the games in 2021 and then again this year in 2022. She is also a mother of a three-year-old daughter. She is a full-time wifey, a full-time mommy, and then she has now been doing quite a bit on social media. So we'll get into that later as well. So I just figured that we can definitely just hop into all sorts of stuff about how she's been such a high-level athlete and navigated going through childbirth and postpartum and even pre all of that. So we're going to get into that. But first, how did I find out about Ariel? Aside from knowing that she competed last year, the reason why I invited, asked her to be on the podcast, which by the way, hi, Ariel, thank you for being here. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) But what kind of caught my attention and made me go, oh shoot, I need to talk to her is that there was some piece of content that was put out shortly after the games, like the first couple of days after the games had ended this year and you were being interviewed and someone was specifically asking you just questions. I think it was in reference to something with Elizabeth elevated where you took first place in that event. And just your response there was so beautiful and you were just so, I don't want to butcher it, but you were just communicating so much gratitude for being there, being with those girls. And just another piece of context that we'll get into is as I did a little bit of homework, like seeing that you came to the games this year through the last chance qualifier and you took three first place finishes and the last chance qualifier was a very stacked field. So anyway, I guess let's just hop right into that experience of that last chance qualifier. And like, how did you navigate that and getting to the games and then taking a first and like performing really well? And how was it for you? I think it was all just so unexpected. I went into semifinals, which I qualified for syndicate, very, very conscious that like, oh, I'm going to do good. I'm going to get in the top five. I'm going to get in the top five. And then when I didn't, I had like a week where I just like felt sorry for myself. I kind of felt all the emotions. And then after the week, I was like, okay, suck it up. Last chance qualifier is coming. I just want to do my best. So going into the last chance, Like if you listen to the videos of me doing it, you'll hear my husband be like, leave no doubt. Like this is your last chance. So I just went into it like I literally have no other option but to die on every workout. And then to see three first place from the last chance was unbelievable. And like you said, the field was stacked. So I was so happy to qualify that way and redeem personally myself inside. Yeah. So with your semi, what would you say if we look at that thinking that you went into it thinking, okay, I qualified last year, I should easily make it top five. And then that didn't occur. I mean, what was going through your head? Were you dealing with anything physically that you knew of at the time? I mean, what do you think that did happen there? I think I just didn't really fight for it. Like I didn't have any injuries, nothing really hurt. I was just like, 
oh, I got eighth place. That's good. I got seventh. That's fine. I got fifth on this workout. Whereas I wasn't like clawing my way, leaving no doubt on the floor. Yeah. Okay. So then you come into the last chance and like I briefly said, and like she said, as a spectator of the sport for many, many years now, I remember like watching the stack grow this year for the last chance qualifier and thinking unreal. I would not want that to be my way in. Cause I mean, Same. it was such, yeah. Like I think people almost like sleep on it. It's like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like they didn't make the top five at their specific event or whatever. And, and then you look at who is continuing to stack up in this. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, there are a lot of heavy hitters. And so you had to come into that. And I love that, that your husband was involved and said, leave no doubt. That's really cool. Yeah. Because with how stacked it was, you couldn't waste seconds, one rep, two rep. I knew it was like, these are honestly the top 10 in the last chance qualifier, I think arguably could have placed top 20, top 30 in the games. They just had a bad weekend at semifinals. So it was so competitive. Yeah. So with that, did you do most of that in your, like an affiliate? I did it. Yeah. At the gym I go to, and it was just so fun. I posted on social media, like, Hey, I'm throwing down the last chance qualifier at noon. Whoever wants to come watch. And the final day I had like 80 people show up just to watch and cheer me on. So it was just unreal how the Midland community just like got behind me and was like, Hey, you might've felt like you failed at syndicate but we still love you and we're still going to show up to support you. So having that vibe from the last chance qualifier and how well it went, the community supported me, carried me into the games and mentally such a better place than if I would have qualified out of syndicate. Yeah, that's cool. And then you said that your husband was saying that. So I guess he's probably pretty involved in your like, I mean, your journey. Yeah, journey. He, so I started CrossFit in 2012 the day I started CrossFit, we've already been dating for a while. I like told him, hey, I went to the gym today and started CrossFit. And so he's been there since day one. He was at my first CrossFit competition. So he's just seen the growth over almost 10 years now. So cool. And so you guys have been together for how many years now? How many years have you been married? Our journey's rocky. <laughs> up and down, up and down. We've Are you from together. Midland, by the way? She's, she referenced Midland. So you're in Midland, oh, yeah. Texas. Are you from Midland originally? I've been all over, but I went to high school in Midland, went two years to college in Midland. So it's kind of like hometown, but he grew up here his whole life. We started dating in 2012. We didn't get married until 2019. So we've only been married for like three and a half years, but we've been in each other's lives for a long time. Okay, cool. And then your daughter, she's three. Yeah, she's three and a half. Blakely. Yeah. yeah. And so you stay, you are currently a full-time athlete and stay at home mother and as well as content creator. Cause I see that you do a lot. So <laughs> yeah. So when I first got pregnant, athlete wasn't even on my brain at all. And I was just like, I'm going to commit the four years before Blakely goes to school, just being a full-time mom and being home with her every day, hanging out with her every day. Cause once she goes to school, you only get to see her for like four hours of the day at night. So I really just wanted to soak up all of that. So then to be content with being a stay-at-home mom and then to get the athlete thrown in there has kind of just made me feel like I'm living my dream life right now. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So, I mean, at what point did you recognize, like, I do want to go to the games? At what point did you recognize that that was a real possibility for you? How did we get here? <laughs> I know. Well, I think it started with, after I had Blakely, I gave myself like nine months grace. I was like, 
it took me nine months to grow my big belly, grow a baby. Let's give myself nine months grace of like getting back to how I looked. So I really just focused almost for the first year on making sure my body feels good. How do I feel recovery wise, muscle wise, breathing wise, nutrition wise, and everything was kind of like clicking into place to where I was feeling really good. And then I was like, you know what, why not? just let's do the open again. Let's do quarterfinals. Let's do semifinals. And then I just magically found my way at Granite Games and made it to the games so unexpectedly. Wow. So were you competing at a pretty high level before you got pregnant? I was. I'd made it. Do you remember regionals? Oh, yeah. I had made it to regionals like five years in a row. 2018 was my last year. And that's when I found out I was unexpectedly pregnant. And so I kind of retired CrossFit. I'll just be a mom. And then CrossFit kind of like crept its way back in. That mom strength though. I know. (laughs) I don't physically know anything about it, but we keep seeing it and y'all are built different. (laughs) Thanks. Definitely like not at all how I planned my life or thought my life would be, but I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah. So during pregnancy, do you feel like, because that's kind of something I definitely want to dive further into because there, as much as we are seeing more and more mothers in the sport at such a high level, there's also so much to unpack just for anyone when it comes to like being a mom and, and all that that entails and like growing a child and how you navigate that. Even if you're not a CrossFit athlete, uh, much less a games athlete, but just navigating dealing with all that your body is throwing at you. And then again, postpartum and so on. Like, I mean, I guess, what was that like for you as far as, I guess, once you got pregnant, then you just decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and like take a step back with my competitive athlete career. Cause obviously now I need to focus on this, but was that really hard mentally? Do you feel like that that was not too bad or you had good expectations or how did you navigate that as an athlete? Cause that was your identity prior to that. Right. Yeah, I did struggle really hard letting go of that CrossFit, trying to be a games athlete identity. Once I like came to peace with it, it was like June or July. And I had an experience that was just so unbelievable that I can't even, it made me like completely turn around to 180 and, and I was totally fine with it. The month of June, I had a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, and someone actually showed up to the CrossFit gym I was going to. I was like a month pregnant at this time. Nobody knew I was pregnant. And she showed up and she's like, God gave me a dream about you. Can I tell you? And this girl was dropping in from Hawaii. Never met her before. Didn't even know her name. And I was just like, I'm not really friends with God right now. But like, you can tell me your dream. That's fine. And she just holds her hands out in front of her. And she's like, you're carrying a precious ruby, like right over her stomach. She has no idea. And she's like, this ruby is red because it covers all shame. It covers all guilt. God's blood restores, redeems. And she's like, you're carrying a precious ruby. And then I just start bawling and she prays for me. I tell her that I'm pregnant. It was a crazy moment. So ever since that day, I know that like God forgave me for getting pregnant out of wedlock. I can turn around and just ever since that day, my mind has just been like fully focused on this is this okay. And I'm meant to be a mom right now. And so ever since that day, I've kind of never looked back and I've made it a priority, even when I was pregnant, taking an hour for myself to work out at the gym and then worry about the changes that are coming. But I think keeping a routine of a little bit of normalcy during pregnancy and after pregnancy helps you kind of like not lose sight of yourself. I've seen a lot of women, especially CrossFitters, 
it's really overwhelming because everything in your life changes. But just like keep one hour a day. That's like, I don't want to say the old you, but that's what you're used to. Yeah, gosh, it's, I mean, I cannot speak from that experience because I have not had that experience, but from watching so many of my friends, because being that I'm 30, a lot of my friends have had children. That's a big, you know, we're at that time in life, but that's what a lot of people are doing. And so watching them all navigate it, and it's all such an individualized experience, it seems, but ones that do better with it, I think, are largely ones that just women that seem to approach it and like give themselves grace, knowing that like so much is going on with their bodies and their hormones and so on that is completely out of their control, but then still just like going on ahead, like you said, and like, just get in there and get some movement in. And maybe it doesn't look like what it used to look like and it just can't, and that's okay, but you're still moving. Yeah. And especially with the give yourself grace, like you shouldn't be doing handstand push-ups when you're crazy pregnant, like give yourself grace to scale, give yourself grace to like be overweight for a few months and then get back to it. It's all, if you can give yourself grace, it's funny you say that it's huge. Oh yeah. Cause it's something that in a different aspect of life is something I'm currently like navigating being in a new place. And for me, I feel like I've been really, really great on nutrition recently. And so then uh, super recently it's been really hard cause I've been lonely and different things being somewhere new. And so much of that is me just like, I tell people these things all like, give yourself grace, yada, yada. And then like, we don't want to do it for ourselves. <laughs> Like, no, what? no, no, no. I tell you to. that all day. But like, you want me to do that? Like, no, but I'm supposed to be perfect, you know? But like, no, you're not. <laughs> and even if you want to be, you're never going to be. So have no. fun with that one. <laughs> but you can apply it to anything. Like, mine is pregnancy because I've gone through it, but everybody has struggles. And like, you have to be willing to, like, it's okay. Now let's get past it. Yeah. And understanding that there are seasons of life and there are going to be seasons where you're going to be able to like go all in, like for you specifically with this experience fitness and like, it's going to have to look different and be different because of pregnancy. And that just is what it is. And it's beautiful and wonderful and worth it. And then knowing that like, you're going to have those seasons, but you had no idea that you were going to pick back up your career. Like you did. No, no idea. You're better than you were before. Yeah, which statistically, like on paper, it makes no sense because you're supposed to be weaker after childbirth. You're supposed to not have as much time to work out. So it's just crazy, like how all the myths that I've kind of been told about pregnancy, about what happens when you have a child, have kind of like debunked them. Yeah. So postpartum, you feel like, like you said, you gave yourself nine months to kind of ease back into things, but you feel like if you could go into a bit more detail on that, like what did that look yeah. like? It looked like showing up to the gym for one hour a day, Monday through Friday, every day, regardless if I got two hours of sleep the night before I was really tired, like show up to the gym and then just really hone in on nutrition. So on the weekends, I would love to bake cookies or bake bread. It's like I would limit myself to do that once a month and then eat good Monday through Friday on the weekends. I could cheat a little bit. So just really being intentional with my time in the gym and what I'm putting in my body. So what did that nutrition look like then? If nutrition was such a big piece of that puzzle, which just makes perfect sense. I've just been diving so deep into the nutrition and how it impacts every part of you. I just recently shared a a podcast episode, the Jay Shetty podcast on purpose. If anyone listening doesn't listen to that and do you listen to that? No, I need to though. Yeah. I'll send you this specific episode and then just you have hundreds of episodes to binge if you want. He's incredible, but he interviewed someone named Sean Stevenson, who has a lot more of like the scientific perspective of why food does what it does anyway. 
it was just a very interesting format to present like how what you eat impacts your ability to navigate your relationships with others. I mean, not just like how you feel and your body image and all of those things, but also like literally the way that you interact with your spouse or your child based on what you're taking in, you're going to be more reactive if your diet looks like this. And diets are individualized, of course, and ours I'm sure are very different, which would probably be interesting to like dive into what's the same and what's different, but just how important it is to prioritize that. So with the postpartum, like what did that look like for you? Because I would imagine before being pregnant, you probably were paid attention to your, your nutrition, but being a high level games athlete had a lot of caloric intake that you probably needed to consume, I would imagine. And then maybe postpartum, did it come back down? And so, I mean, what did that look like? It was a journey. The first two months, I mean, everybody's kind of doesn't love their body after they give birth. So I was a little bit too restrictive. I would skip breakfast, eat a small lunch, eat a little bit bigger dinner. And it got to where I was so restrictive that on the weekends, they call it like survival mode. My body would like binge eat because it was like, I have to hold on to this food because who knows when I'm going to get it again. So I like worked through that to where I was like, okay, I can't sustain this because my body is doing something abnormal, which is just like going crazy with food when it shouldn't. So I made my breakfast a little bit bigger, whereas before I would have like two eggs and an orange. Now I'm like, okay, two eggs, an orange, and a half a bagel. And then for lunch, I threw in a lot more veggies. I was like afraid of carbs for some reason after pregnancy, but it was like a lot more veggies, protein with some rice. And it was almost like feeding my body carbs just like chilled everything out. And just like being very intentional on whole foods and carbs are okay. Yeah. So you were proactive earlier in the day with your nutrition, getting more in earlier so that that way you wouldn't find yourself in those deficits that would send you off on that emotional spiral. Yeah. And it was always at night after dinner, I would be starving. But if I controlled it more in the beginning and lunch, I was fine. Yeah. That's something for me, I'm tracking macros right now. I love macros. Like it's such a useful tool and I don't know that I'll do it forever, but for me right now, it's really, really big because I'm sure that you've seen a little bit of my journey is alcoholism and things like that. And so like, I just regulating myself and, and having had eating disorder background. And so I like regulating myself is something I'm still actively learning and having the tool of macro tracking and maybe, and somebody with less of that, right. Anybody like, but it's such a useful tool to help me recognize. Cause I still am dealing with like, I will wind up in a deficit on accident earlier in the day. And then later be like, oh, well, no wonder you want 2000 calories right now. It's because you should have eaten a thousand eight hours ago. Exactly. And it's kind of like society has trained us less food is better if you want to look a certain way, but it's like, you need to feed your body to keep it to how you want to look like, yeah. And you're strong and I'm strong. You don't look strong without fueling your body. Yeah. And I mean, you can actually literally feel it like with those carbohydrates too, like you start to get lethargic. Like you literally get tired and it's like, that's an indicator that you need to eat. <laughs> like how simple is that? But how complex have we made it? Right? Exactly. Especially like comes game seasons. I try not to track macros because I feel like there's so much on my plate. Last thing I want to do is be on my phone more paying way too much attention. So I literally am fueled by my stomach. Like if I finish a workout when I'm still hungry, let's eat some food. Okay. I'm not hungry right now. I don't need to eat. So like intuitive macro, I kind of like use both when I'm trading for the game. 
I love it. I love that. Cause I mean, I think that that's ideally the end goal is you start to get in tune with your body to the point where you don't need such regulation. You know, for me right now, it's really healthy. I'm still, I feel very much as though I'm still learning what actually feels good. And so that gives me this, like something I can control and it'll help me. Yeah. So, but to be able to come to that place more frequently, that's inspiring even for me to think like, oh, at some point it'll be more intuitive. It's certainly already become more intuitive, but it will become more that way, which is exciting. It will as you make it more consistent, which it sounds like you're doing. Good job. Yeah. So you started to reintroduce carbohydrates a little bit. You were a little too restrictive up front with your diet, but slowly but surely just increased. And then I guess just increased your training volume and Yeah. Increased my training volume. And it was amazing how, when I started eating a little bit better, I felt better. So I felt like I could handle a little bit more. So like kind of my body told me like, okay, you feel okay. But those first five months were really hard. It was hard to figure out eating, figure out like, whoa, I feel really weak on handstand pushups. I need to do dumbbells and just press. So like scaling back even after pregnancy until I built up the strength to go there. And then once everything kind of clicked, it was like September. And it just like, ever since that day, my life has just taken this like crazy 180. And I feel like I'm like living my dream life. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so exciting. Just based on how wonderful your disposition that I've observed from afar. And I'm excited to know, you know, like, I'm like so excited for you because seeing like good people like get these moments, like, oh, and that was one of the things you said in that interview too, was like that, I think you had somebody, maybe your husband or someone take a photo of you in that athlete area or whatever. And just like your ability in that moment to take a look around and go, this is a moment that like, I'm going to look back on forever because you really will. And so often, and I can't even imagine I've never been in your shoes of the, that amount of pressure with the performance at the games. I mean, that's a, that's a high pressure situation. So for you to be able to be in that and then still yet step back and go, let me be where my feet are. Like that speaks to the work that you've done to be mindful. Thank you. I really try. I didn't expect, like we were talking about pregnancy. I kind of thought like my personal life was over when I got pregnant. And so even every time I step onto that games floor, especially before elevating Elizabeth, it was just like, who knew that this like girl who was scared in 20, 18 when she found out she was pregnant would then be on the games floor standing next to Tia and Laura and all these other crazy athletes. I think I still surprise myself every day. And that's why people are like, why are you so smiling on the floor? And I'm like, you didn't see me in 2018 when I was like in tears thinking my CrossFit career was over and now like full circle. I still get to live my dream life and have a family and have boundaries and priorities. I think it's just so fun. Yeah. It's a balancing act. I mean, I guess that your life is probably, I mean, what do you do? Like, what are some practices that you have in place maybe to help you make sure that you tackle your taking care of yourself physically, taking care of your family obligations, all of the things that you do? Like, what are some of the resources and tools that you feel like you've implemented in your life that help you navigate that hopefully more peacefully? Like, what are some of those things? I feel like it was like the first couple months of pregnancy, how I was like working on nutrition. I've like learned through being stressed, overwhelmed, like what I need to do. So now I'm not afraid to say no to people. I'm not afraid to say like, I'm sorry, I can't meet you at two o'clock. 
I get overwhelmed. I need some time to myself. And like, especially this month of August, I've actually told a lot of people no. Like, hey, can we meet for this? Can I have a meeting with you? Can I do this? And I'm like, honestly, no, I just want time at home with my family. But when it comes to like games training, I always prioritize evenings. I make dinner and we have family dinner. That's like number one priority. So I could do my craziness throughout the day, take care of Blakely, but like I always want us to meet before bed together and then we go to sleep. When you said, you know, you say no so that you can have some time to yourself as a mother of a three-year-old, like you are in the thick of it right now right? as a parent. Like, right? that, like that child needs you all the time. <laughs> I know. And so how do you do that? I mean, what are some things that you do there so that you can spend some time inside your own head? I know she is a great daughter. So I, I feel like I've been blessed, but like at the gym I go to, they have an awesome childcare room. So while I'm working out, she'll be there. But like when I come home from the gym, it's really just like me and Blakely, which is okay. But like, I have to learn that like my recovery doesn't look the same as other athletes. Cause I don't get to come home and sit on the couch. Like I'm making her lunch and then I'm making me lunch and then I'm making sure the laundry's done. But I've just learned in the evening, like, 20 minutes to myself is huge. So like Dylan might help me out or she might go to bed early and I get 20 minutes alone, but it's usually in the evening where I like decompress before going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, so I guess this is probably a good segue straight into the fact that now another thing, as much as you said, I'm going to take some time prior to her going into school and I'm going to just exist with her, but I've seen your social media and you're intentional there too. And you you. actually do a lot there. And so how do you fit that in? And I I wanted to touch on with that because as someone who you are working with brands and you are promoting these lifestyle things that have positively impacted your life, which is such a cool thing, but how do you navigate all of those other things you're doing plus that and have boundaries with it? Like what is that look like for you? Because I would imagine it's probably a lot different than mine. And that's something I constantly battle. Really? It's definitely new. So I just hired an agent, Jared. He's been awesome in January. And he's like, made me so thankful because he's able to bring in so many more deals. So I'm learning how I hate saying it sounds so selfish, but it's like a full time job. Because you're thinking like, okay, I have X amount to do this month. But I want them to be genuine. I want them to be real. I want them to be me. So it does take There's a lot of creative energy that goes into it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound selfish at all. But that being said, I mean, once I've started to pay closer attention to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the work that goes into what you're doing. And so it is a lot. It is. But when I think about, like I was working a full-time job when I got pregnant and now I'm bringing in more than I was working a full-time job. If ever I'm like, overwhelmed by the social media side. I'm like, Hey, I would way rather be doing this than sitting behind a desk from eight to five every day. So as much as it is overwhelming and kind of a really new experience, it's way more worth it than to sit behind a desk. So you think it's fun? I do think it's fun, but when I like have to, I get overwhelmed the first like 10 minutes. And then like, after I reflect on it, I'm like, okay, this is a cool job. Yeah. So do you time block that? Or I mean, how do you plan any of that? I mean, have you gotten there with that? Or is it kind of still organic enough that that's not something that you do? It just kind of flows whenever it feels right. And when you know that you need to do something or. Exactly. I'd say it's still organic enough. Yeah. That's nice. 
It is. And Dylan helps a lot with that too. Cause at first I was like, wait, I have to do this myself, but just like having someone physically there with a camera, it actually is a huge help. Yes. <laughs> and we just built a house. So our house is kind of like its own background in itself. So that's yeah. helped a lot content wise. Oh my gosh. It looks so pretty. Thank you. I'm so excited. That's so Midland's going to be home. Like you're, you're there. Yeah. My husband, he's lived here forever and he opened his own business. So I kind of knew when we got married, like, we'll be here until he wants to sell it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so then I guess just with the social media stuff, is there anything that you feel like, because that's one of the things that is just like a huge topic of conversation for everyone. Certainly people are in our age demographic. And I know that since maybe because you do have a family and you prioritize that time with them and you do have so much other stuff going on, maybe it isn't such a struggle, but I think so many of us have struggled with our boundaries with it, not just creating content, but the consumption of and the style of what we're consuming and how it makes us feel. And is it actually connection or not? And I mean, how do you navigate that? I kind of have to put up boundaries as far as like companies I won't work with, posts I won't do. So the companies I have, I really do love their stuff and love like what their meaning is. Like there's some that like have approached me that I'm like, like one was a t-shirt company and there's like cuss words all over it. And it's like, that's not me. I'm not going to promote that. Or like anything that's like too risque. I also have to remember, like, I am a mom. I'm not gonna like wear lingerie or cheeky and, you know, some things like there's a line. <laughs> sure. I, I actually just saw a post of yours. I was like looking on your page and I saw one where you were like promoting uh, bathing suits, right? I right. Think, was it born primitive? <laughs> born primitive. Yeah. Anyway, like the photo that you posted, like you cut it right where you could see the bottom. I, and I was like that. No, I loved it because that's your brand. That's who you are and respect yourself and do what's right for you. For me, I am single as it gets and whatever, and, you know, so I'll post the full bikini and yeah, but that's see, just where just I'm fine. at today. And that's yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's different. fun with like social media is like you get to choose what you want to portray. And it works. And it, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. And so then consumption of whenever you're just consuming other people's content, is that anything that you feel like you've had to put boundaries in place for? Or you feel like that's actually, do you even have time for that at this point? Not really. I really, <laughs> because now that it is kind of like my job, I try and like set my phone down intentionally. Otherwise I'll be like, let me look at this person's page to get some ideas when I'm like, no, I just need to be present. So it can be, it can consume more time than I'd like it to for sure. Yeah. I remember whenever I started creating content, you and I started with that about the same time as far as like it was in January when I was asked to start to intentionally create content. And so then really it, the ball started rolling for me with that in February and it's all so new. But as I started to spend, not that I didn't already spend time on Instagram as a consumer, I certainly did but it started to be more of, and I think I'd started to take a look at that actually the year prior. Like when I got sober, I started to be more aware of like what I was taking in, but really going in and like unfollowing or muting or doing things that were just like, wait a second, this is not aligning with the direction I want to head. And even with people that I like love, you know, like, oh, maybe I don't need to see all of this or whatever. And then it's actually not good for our relationship. Like those are interesting weird things that we have to navigate today right it is but it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing as like boundaries like just in everyday life you have to have boundaries on like your social media as well I think it's valid yeah 
So going back to motherhood and just being a female. And so for a woman who isn't a top level athlete, but is just somebody who likes a woman who has recently had a child and is just trying to find her way back to, because like you said, you didn't go into it with the expectation that you'd be where you're sitting right now. And so if you were to speak to her and tell her some things that you've been able to, I mean, it sounds like nutrition, of course, was a big piece of like something you could focus on and you could control, but what would you say to her? I would tell her first, like evaluate her mental. How does she feel? What is she going through? If she's not happy financially, is she not happy at work? Is she not happy with her body? If I only had to worry about, am I not happy with my body? So it was kind of really simple of, okay, let's focus on nutrition and let's set little goals of showing up to the gym five days a week. And then just really focusing on making sure I was well, I felt good to then nourish a child and a family to make them feel good. But it all starts with like self-reflection. It's like, what are you not happy with? Take a second back and evaluate it. Okay, now what are you going to do to change it? Are you just going to sit there and think about it? What was me? Oh, this is hard. But anytime I got overwhelmed, I would just think, okay, at least I don't have twins. At least I didn't have triplets. Now let's get in the gym and work off like a single baby weight. So it could <laughs> always be worse. Right. Really? Yeah. Just analyze like, what do you want to change? And like, what can we do to change that? Yeah. So then my next thing is what is something in your life that you think that you're doing well? but that you would like to do more of? Mm, I feel like I do a good job with being intentional with Blakely, but I still just like come game season, I get like the mom guilt of like, oh, I'm training two hours a day. That's two hours where she's like stuck in the kid's room, stuck behind the TV. I would just love to be more intentional with our time and like less TV time. Let's do more things together. Let's bake cookies together. Let's make cupcakes together. Very much more intentional. Okay. So I like that answer. That's good. So you said two hours a day and then that just kind of piqued my curiosity. I don't know that I dove as deep as I want to go there with your training. So I know that we've just had the game. So you're actually in that space right now where most athletes are intentionally throttling back, which is probably also really hard to calm down because we just don't like to calm down. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But like, Being that a lot of athletes that are games level athletes are training many, many hours a day and are doing a lot for their recovery. You've, you've mentioned that yours looks a little different because it has to, right? So what does like in a more typical time of season, like once we come out of this month or two following the games and you kind of like go back to a normal volume of training and so on, like, what does that start to look like? It'll start to look like training from about 11 to 1-ish, 11 to 1.30, and then that's it. If I'm training for a competition, I'll throw in evening work as well, so like 11 to 1.30, and then in the evening, I'll work out at home for 30 minutes. But that's kind of it. It's just those two hours or two and a half hours I'm in the gym, it's like head down. We're getting as much done as possible. So when I'm done with that session, I'm like exhausted. But like recovery wise, I really don't get a chance to like actually recover because when I leave the gym, I don't have the option to go get a massage or do this or do that. It's like, okay, I'm done. My recovery is walking around the house, cleaning up toys or making food, getting dinner ready, stuff like that. Do you think that's anything that you will 
change? Or is that something that just kind of like, that's good where it is right now. And maybe we'll reassess that later. But for now, we're good with it. I think right now we're good with it. Okay. Yeah. Because like you said earlier, you feel good physically. Like you're not having any injuries or anything like that. So everything. The only thing I'd change is just like adding a little bit more strength. But I don't know what that looks like right now. So that's kind of what I'm working through is like I want to get stronger. But how and what do I do? So that's what I'm like toying on in off season. Yeah. What programming do you do right now? Like, are you writing your own programming? Is someone writing it? Do you have a coach? I have a coach. He goes to our gym. He'll write, I call it like our EMOM session and I'll like help him write it. And then I'll do a little bit of the class workout and then my own little strength cycle. So I have like a mixture of everything. It really works. Okay. That's cool. Do you coach or have you ever coached? Has that been a part of your journey? I coached one season of my life, but it just was not for me. I've coached kids all growing up, all in college, and I love it. But adults were just different. And it was not for me. I tell people all the time, I'm like, y'all have coaching CrossFit group classes. And with CrossFit in specific, because it's so broad and high skill and varying, you know, from one person, it's just like, it is a performance. And those people, I feel like what most people in a typical job would spend the energy in five hours that a CrossFit coach will spend in one. And so it is not for the faint of heart. I received, yeah, I went and got my L1 in 2020. And then I got my L2 this year, which was amazing. And just at my home affiliate, I didn't coach. I would help out with the kids program or things like that. But I was like, I have a career. They work so hard. Like, I don't, I'm good. And so the irony of the fact that I have coached actually quite a bit this year, like I've like, it's, I'm scared almost because I'm like liking it a little bit more and a little bit more. And I'm like, what is going on? That's good though. Yeah. And helping people one-on-one too. Anyway, it is interesting because I'm starting to become more fond of it. I'm like, what is happening? Because for so many years, I was like, nope, what y'all do is you are built different. Good for you. I'm going to be over here just taking the class. Good for you. Yeah. I think what was with me is it was like I was mixing work and hobby. And so I had like nowhere to escape. So that, and then like with kids, you can be goofy. You can say silly things, but like with adults, like they fully comprehend exactly what you're saying. So it's like, oh, (laughs) I have to be very intentional with words and actions and everything. Yeah. It's a lot. But good on you yet again. It sounds like you really have like, you have a good grasp on, and I will say like you're 28. And so even though you've touched on that, technically, I guess in the sport, we're having younger and younger girls come in and like crush it. So maybe in our sport, you would technically not be the youngest buck. Right. But to me, 28 feels so young. I love. <laughs> I mean, it. I feel I'm 30 and I feel so young, but so just listening to you talk about how you navigate life and so on. I'm just like, I'm just impressed with your mindset with it all. It just sounds peaceful. And I mean, do you think that that's something you got like in childhood maybe a bit or? I think I've learned it throughout the years. Like I've learned with my personality, I get very overwhelmed fast. Like you give me three appointments back to back and I'm like, oh, I can't, that's too much. So I've learned to like simplify my life so I can just like, remain at peace. If that makes sense. I've learned what works and what doesn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because you say simplify your life. And then I am literally just thinking, okay, she does this. She does this. She does this. I know. exactly. And I'm like, (laughs) for most people, it's so not simple. So you found a way to make it work. Right. And like, I mean, obviously you have systems and you've probably taken maybe some of the like, because you know, something other, 
like a thing. I don't know why I have conversations about this quite a bit, like decision fatigue. Like, are there things that you do maybe that like just pull decisions out? So you like, it's one less thing to have to worry about. Like I've even, so the supplement company that I work with that I adore uh, that's first form and they have, I've been doing their vegan power pro because whey protein and I are not really friends. And so they make a really good plant-based protein. And I started intaking one flavor. Anyway, they've released multiple more flavors and I'm trying them and I'm liking them. And we're like, yeah, but I don't want to have to make the decision each day of like which one I want. So I've which tried one each one and I'm like, I think I'm just going to keep sticking to just the one. So I just like don't have to, cause I look at them and I'm like, Oh, which one to <laughs> apply that to like how many decisions in a day. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> and so, so true. And if you can like get rid of that one little stress in your day, like you're already starting your day off on a way better foot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So just like, I don't know, systematizing, simplifying what you can. And that sounds like you do a really good job of that. Thank you. I'm learning. It's because Blakely's now three and a half. So I'd say the first year was all like new experimenting, really self-reflecting on like, okay, why am I overwhelmed right now? What happened throughout the day? And now I've been able to like target that and make it better three years down the road. We're learning. Exactly. Okay. So she goes into pre-K, I guess next year then. So you have one more full year with her at home. Exactly. Which is already going by so fast. Yeah. One more full year. Yeah. Okay. So, but we plan on making a full run at the games again next year. If I feel good, Lord willing, body feels good. I would love to. Ideally, I would love to like go for four years in a row. But that's just like making sure everything feels good because I'm not exactly like the 17 year old who's got 10 years ahead of them. Like I'm very realistic. I only have so many good years competing in CrossFit left. So I'm going to use them. Well, and with anything in life too, I feel like as soon as you make a plan, like there's just like something sitting over the corner. It's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like you like can't, it's like, yeah, good luck with your plan. I love when people ask like, what's your plan? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. As soon as I have a plan, something else is going to happen. It's not really going to be like, whatever. We'll just exactly. deal with today. We'll just deal yeah. with today to the best of our ability. Check my That's, Oh, I love that. Because even I've noticed I get overwhelmed if I think too far in advance as well. So like people will ask me stuff and I'm like, too far away. We're talking about today right now. Let's get through right. today. And we literally don't need those answers. And then if we look at like whoever does have the answers to those things, like I probably had those answers five years ago. I don't know. I've just learned by now, like, mm, yeah, too much. It's not real. Yeah. I love that you said that. So then a follow-up to the one I asked earlier is what is something that you're doing that you wish you would do less of? Ooh, probably social media. I think I'm like learning that, like you said, it is a full-time job, but I don't want it to consume so much of my time that I lose touch with what's important. Yeah. That's such an interesting one because I think that my answer would probably be the same. And then if you like build out on that, like you do with all of these other things in life and you're like, okay, so then what does that look like? Like your follow-up with your nutrition or your follow-up with whatever. And so then that's, this is the conversation I'm like, oh, what does that look like? like so mine, the way I'm I- am not comfortable myself, answering that right now. <laughs> I know. The way I keep yeah. myself accountable is every week I get the like weekly screenage report from iPhone. And so if I see like it goes up every week, it makes me like, oh, Okay this is a good reality check. I need to set it down more. So that like that's my little accountability right now. How do okay. I change it? I'm not sure yet, but I like to see it going down rather than up. 
Yeah. So whenever you find that, like you literally just think throughout the week, like set this thing down. Like, what am I doing? Is this mindless? Do I actually need to be here? Is this for work truly? Because when you work on social media, it becomes this really interesting thing of like, am I working right now or am I just mindlessly (laughs) whatever? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's what would be less of. So you plan to go ahead and make another run, assuming everything goes well. Exactly. Plan to make another run at the game. So what's your next, do you know, do you have yet what your next competition is going to be? I do. I just got invited to the Rogue Invitational in Austin. So I was really hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> it's funny, Claire. So we were supposed to meet Friday, but Friday at like 5 p.m. I got the official invitation. So I'm glad we met today so I can tell you. But so now I'll start ramping up. We'll say come September, I'll start thinking about like, what will training look like? What do I want to do? But I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, for context for anyone listening, I live down here. So like, oh, trust me, I'll be there. We'll be hanging out. <laughs> I would love to meet you in person. Yeah, we will. We will for sure. Okay. We'll, we'll coordinate Good. that. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I feel like so spoiled that I moved here recently because now like I came to Rogue. Have you competed at Rogue Invitational before? I was there last year. Yeah, you were. Okay. Yeah. And last year was my first year. I was working for a brand. So I was very preoccupied with work. (laughs) And I mean, I did, I did get to spectate and see some stuff, but anyway, but this year it's definitely going to be just like hanging out with you guys, watching you guys perform. That is such a fun event. So you did it last year. So you already know, do you feel like you liked the format of that as an athlete? Cause it's a different setup. It is, but it's honestly my favorite competition. The, The games pays well. So I love the games, but rogue is just fun. They even like when they have all the athletes together, they're like, okay, you're here to put on a show. The people just want to see you have fun. And then they like kind of go over the rules where it's at the games. They're like, you have to go over the pull-up bar with your right foot, left foot, you know, so detailed at Rogue. They're just like, have fun. We're glad you're here. So it's my favorite. I am so excited. Yeah. Rogue is definitely like, I love the use of the diamond. I think it's really, really just a neat thing. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're going. That's good to know. I was very hopeful. Same. Are you going to do Wadapalooza? Do you know that yet? I've thought about it. Same thing that's still like too far away in my brain. Ideally, I would love, I think it'd be fun to go team. So I'm kind of like, if I think about Wadapalooza, like who would I want to go team with? We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'll get significantly stronger and more fit and check back later. Just kidding. Perfect. Just kidding. No. Yeah, you're number one on my list. So you better get to work. Oh, like hard. Help me. Oh, that that one. Have you been to uh, Wadapalooza before? I was. I was there last year for the first time ever. And it was fun. A big rain delay. That was the only negative. But other than that, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a fun one from like the spectator experience side of things for sure. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah so much fun. Okay. So we've got lots of training ahead. We've got lots of motherhood ahead. And so then I want to ask, as we are getting near wrapping up, I'm going to ask you, which I think this question is going to be way easy for you, is what are today three things that you're grateful for? Oh, today, easily my family. They're just so fun. Today we woke up and Likely's new favorite thing is like Elsa dresses. So she'll put on her Elsa dress and then she's like, I want an Elsa braid. So I get to like French braid her hair, which to me is so fun. 
because the first year of her life she was just straight up bald so now that she has hair I'm like I love this and then number two I think just health I love that I was able to walk away from the games healthy and like no nagging injury and number three our house is almost done so I'm just thankful that we get to move in soon oh exciting okay so you Mm -hmm. haven't fully moved in yet but you've no. been going around posting on your stories, like little, like the, my, the what are you calling them? Exactly. Like the, it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. As I clean a room, I'll like slowly move stuff in. It's like, we don't have an exact, we're moving in January 15th. We're just like, okay, let's do it slowly. So it's not overwhelming all at once. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's that overarching theme. What about simplifying- you? Three things. Three things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're asking back. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So mine is definitely going to be my mother and father. They just came to visit. And so it's going to be family as well. And just because, yeah, with all the new that is life, you know, uh, now I'm going to hear, I'm going to tell a quick story, but is that, so they came Friday night, they were here Saturday, Sunday, and then they left this morning. Today is Monday. And Yesterday, we spent a handful of hours clothing shopping for me. And I mean, I moved out of my parents' home when I was 17 years old, and I am just wildly independent, and that's just always been that way. So I've been living largely out of a suitcase and my car all year. I recently moved to Austin, but like I still don't have most of my stuff. Everything has been very, very transition. We can later, you and I, if we want to get into more of like yes. all of what my life has looked like this year, it's been so wonderful. So I've been living off of just like clothing that's fitness apparel. And then like I have like a couple of pair of jean shorts here, but like they don't really fit. And so I just like, I love fashion. I love clothes. They're fun, but I haven't, it's just not been a priority. There's been so much other stuff going on in life that has taken precedent. And like when you get down to like the nitty gritty of it, like you don't need much, right? So it just hasn't been a priority. And so the fact that that was not the plan and we had done a bunch of other stuff the previous couple of days, but anyway, they really wanted to go do that. They like wanted to see me have a couple of items that I could like go to dinner with friends in or like look cute in. And I wouldn't have done it for myself. So anyway, long story to tell you that number one of gratitude is my parents because they're wonderful. And just like when people care about you, like that just hits different. Totally. When at 17 shopping with your parents was like the most cringy thing in the world. But now here you are like, come on, mom, let's go. That was the best thing ever. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Well, at 17, you just hate yeah, your parents and they just story. love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So there's that. I think that the other thing I'm going to have to say is the same as you, as far as like movement, I just appreciate so much. Like when I, cause I do a gratitude list each day of five quick things I'm grateful for and uh, movement just so often is there just because I feel so grateful to have a body that is capable of movement because what that does for me mentally is just like special. And then I, uh, I have another dear friend that is celebrating two years sober today. So I'm going to say that I am grateful for their two years sober because that has had a stellar impact on my life. Yeah. So those are my three things. Okay. So from the, thank you so much for asking. Yeah, so what's I next? What is next for you? We've got Rogue Invitational is what it sounds like is the next like big thing. Yeah. Next big thing. And then just actually moving into our house, actually moving in. I feel like I've been saying it for so long. I like want to believe that I'm going to move in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're getting there, but we don't have a specific date. You're just, you're getting close. Getting close. Exactly. Okay. 
Midland's like not that far from me. Maybe someday I'll come visit. We'll see. You should. We have an extra I'm not guest. Opposed to it. Yeah, we have a guest room. You'd be totally cozy. Oh, it'd be fun to train together too. It would. I was gonna say, let's get the home gym done. We're like, we have the equipment. It's just not been put together and all that. But that would be a blast. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for sure. I haven't been to Midland in a long time since my aunt and uncle lived there, which has probably been a decade. So you're due. Yeah, I'm good. I'm come dabble. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> You come train for Wadapalooza with me. <laughs> Wait until uh, I can't put you through that. I couldn't do that to you, but I would come train with you. I love training with elite athletes. Like I think it is so fun and just, I'm not there, but we've come a long way and my aerobic capacity is spectacular. It's just this, the gymnastic skills that are a little embarrassing still, but we're working on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But we can find you some other teammates that'll be like, and I'll be your hype woman. I got you okay. on the hype. Yeah, for Good. sure. Like you need some carbs. I got you. You need somebody <laughs> to just tell you that you're kicking butt or to just hang out with Blakely because I love kids. So I will do that. Perfect. There we go. I'll That's my job. Mind. Yep. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. So where can the listeners support you? What are things that you're doing in ways that they can support you? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing, you can just follow me on social media, Ariel Arm. And you can see kind of all that I'm up to. I very actively post on my story what I do day to day. Post. You really do. The story. I do. But yeah, I'm like, I don't care if people want to see this. Here's the book I just read yesterday. And it was great. <laughs> so if you want to follow along, see what I'm reading. Do it. You posted that. And I actually was going to ask you about that. Was that a fiction or a nonfiction book? Fiction. I'm very big into thriller fiction. So if you like a little suspense in your life, it was a good one. Okay, what was the name of it? It was The Stranger in the Mirror. It kind of reminded me, if any of your listeners are book readers, before I go to sleep, it was like very similar to that style. But I'm just now, this year, I'm doing every month read a book. So that was my book for August. I love it. I implemented, this is the one I'm reading right now. I implemented the whole like to read 10 pages a day thing from the 75 hard thing that I did last year. But I don't know if I can see it. Deep work anyway. Yeah, this is, I'm a big nonfiction girl, but the whole principle behind this is like, we are so plugged in all the time. And so how can we do like deep, meaningful work? Yeah, because we're all just on Instagram all day. And so look at me looking for resources. Help me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that that is all that I have. I appreciate you so much coming on here and chatting with me. I just, for anyone still here, I reached out to Ariel like shortly after the games had just ended. So I'm sure that you were probably inundated with a ton of stuff and just trying to like decompress. And I was just like, hey, I launched a new podcast. Would you be down to come chat? Because I just, I watched that interview with you where you were mentioning the gratitude and it just caught me of like something I really want to focus on is like women supporting women because we just need to do that and so while I understand that for you guys, when you're on the field, it's very, I mean, you need to compete, right? But outside of that space, like, let's just cheer each other on. Like, life's hard enough. Exactly. Well, thanks for reaching out and having me on. Once I saw your profile, I was like, I want to get to know Claire. She seems fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to know one another more for sure. But just thank you so much for your time. I hope that you have a beautiful day. Give Blakely a hug from a stranger named Claire because I just love them kids. <laughs> I will. I love it. I okay. love it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And guys, remember, you can go follow her on Instagram and she just does. She does provide a lot of content there and it's valuable. And so if you're looking for 
someone to follow that can give you education and inspiration and just her lifestyle is going to do those things for you naturally. And then why not support somebody doing some pretty meaningful work in her own life? So go check her out. So, all right. I think that's a wrap. Have a beautiful day and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, cuties.